This is the Copper Crab Podcast. I'm Cheney Crab. I am Naveen Copperwise. We're back. We are back. After a long, long hiatus. I know. How long of a hiatus do we have? I don't know. I guess maybe it's like four months, three months. Harrison, do you know? He's getting on it. He's looking it up. But what I do know is that the last episode that we did was like a cliffhanger a cliffhanger in the middle of talking about tour but before we start talking about all of that obviously we are not live on twitch today so if you guys want to hit up our email with questions for the podcast then you can email us at copper crab podcast that's k-o-p-e-r-c-r-a-b-b podcast at gmail.com you can also call into the podcast uh, we have a new number now. It's 615-314-5053. So call in with any questions, comments, um, just to say, hey, whatever. We'll play it on the podcast. We do have... Yeah. Uh, no crank calls, though. People yeah, have no tried to calls. crank call us, and it's just... It's if dumb. you're going to do a crank call, it needs to be funny. Yeah. And if if not, then we're super disappointed in you. Yeah. Anytime I hear a prank call and it's like... Just a really dumb joke. I think we got a really dumb joke one time. Yeah, but, um, most of the time people, if they're going to do a prank call, they just call up and in a dumb voice just say a bunch of stuff like, yeah, oh, who, stuff. what is this? But, uh, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. So don't do that. I mean, if you do, please have it be something clever because then we would actually really enjoy it. But, you know. I actually don't know how it would be funny. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe someone will surprise us. There are a lot of creatives who listen to this yeah. podcast. So, so someone do it. Harrison, you call in with a prank call and we'll play it next week. Uh, if you guys want to get, we have leftover tour merch up in our merch store. I just put it up last week. So we Here, haven't Harrison announced it on the site yet. And all of this stuff is actually limited. Well, look at that. Boom. A couple of the things sick. are limited. This tour shirt that Naveen has on is super limited. Should I show the back? Yeah. It's super sick. Damn. Damn, that's sick. Yeah, so those are actually limited edition, and there are very few of them left, so go and grab one. Um, We've got other stuff, beanies, hats. We also have a limited merch drop that we did right before we left for tour. It's this sick tie-dye red hoodie and, uh, like, a retro horror shirt, and those are almost gone, so grab those while you can. That's at entheosstore.com, and then, of course, you can pick up uh, copper crab merch at coppercrab.bigcartel.com and that's all the announcements for today oh no actually one's really, the, the copper crab merch is not flying off the shelves <laughs> <laughs> but the entheos merch yeah better grab that we shit. ordered it like hot, two years ago selling like hot and cakes. uh I've, we basically got like a big box of it in our storage unit <laughs> i don't think we ever talk about it yeah we don't we the shirt designs it. are really cool though mm-hmm. they are in, like what it was what would it be like a spoof a parody on like popular metal, metal shirts Beep. i said popular metal okay, shirts okay there we go not saying who <laughs> you decide yeah you decide <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah so we have that um i did have one more announcement and that's that entheos is playing the lorna shore christmas shows and those are december 20th i believe 21st and 22nd yeah and uh, one's in Wooster. Is that how you say it? I never have clearly yeah, Wo- picked up how Wooster, to say this. Mass, Long Island. Long Island and Jersey. Uh, somewhere I in Jersey. Yeah, somewhere in New Jersey. So but go anyway, find out for yourself yeah. at uh, 
Entheosofficial.com. We got a lot of websites to. Those are going to be hype shows. Yeah, those are going to be crazy. Uh, Good time. The Palladium, like without fail, is always crazy no matter what. So I'm sure this will be even more insane. Yeah, we played there on the White Chapel tour. So we haven't done the podcast since the White Chapel tour. Uh, that hasn't happened. I actually don't know. Uh, you started recapping the White Chapel. Okay. Yeah, and At then about we halfway cu- through. Yeah, we cut off in the that middle. That was the cliffhanger. Of it. That was the cliffhanger, oh. and I actually had people on tour ask me, "When are you guys gonna do the second half of tour podcast?" Right. And I was like, "Should we try?" Uh, yeah, no. it's so, so far ago. ago. <laughs> I mean, it's just not current time anymore. Yeah. You so at least talk about the Nashville show because that was huge. Oh, the okay, Nashville yeah, show, yeah, yeah we, we should, should talk, talk about, about that. that. That was the, probably like one of the best shows of our band's career to this yeah, point. Yeah, we'll just skip to the end. Yeah. So on the last day, uh, the tour ended in Nashville, and uh, there was a boatload of people there. I think there was like 2,500 people there, something like that. Something, I don't know. Marathon was sold out. Yeah, I don't it really was, know how big it is. Yeah, Marathon is a big venue here, in my opinion, big. I actually never thought that I would play a venue that big, to be honest with you. When I first started playing music, oh no! Like, because I don't Definitely think metal not. played venues that big. I mean, or that the type of metal that we play. My biggest hope was selling out, um, like the Vaudeville Muse yeah. in Des Moines, <laughs> or Valair. Well, Valair is pretty big. Valair is pretty big. Valair is pretty big, but I never thought that I would like play a show that big. We did play that there was with for, Whitechapel. We the did play time. there with Whitechapel, but I saw Slipknot there, like at the height of. Well, I guess I don't know when the height of Slipknot is, but I saw Slipknot there in maybe, you know, 2004. And that would, they were one of the hugest bands, still are one of the hugest bands. So I never anticipated that my band would play a venue of that size. Yeah. Completely insane. Yeah. But uh, the show was really fun. And we had just got done off of a two month span with Archspire. So we did the Europe tour with them. And then we had about a week and a half off and started the Whitechapel tour. So we were obviously, and then we had done Tech Trek with them the year before, or a few months before, or whatever. So we were really close with them, and we basically had a huge party at our house. And some Golden Lobsters got invited. Some elite-level Golden Lobsters. There crashed. were a lot of Golden Lobsters at the show. Yeah. It was crazy. We have a bunch of pictures <clears throat> from the show, and there were a bunch of Golden Lobsters there. It was like yeah. people had flown out. Someone flew out on this latest tour, too, the Revo Unearth yeah. tour. Yeah. So, Golden Lobsters. I guess Nashville is kind of like the meeting point of the Lobster G-Lob committee. I know, the G- Golden Lobster community. A lot of, a lot of uh, Golden Lobsters are rolling out to shows on this last tour. Yeah, we saw some of those shirts that Amber made. Yeah. The G-Lob shirts. Those that sell better than our shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Amber's in there pushing them. <laughs> Hell yeah. I say buy those yeah, shirts. Good for They're her. cool. Yeah. Okay. Uh and Amber came. Of course National we are Center. charging Amber per shirt. So yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah, no. We get no, <laughs> no I don't think anybody's making money off that. of that deal. <laughs> no, those are super cool though, and it was rad to see people come to shows in those because those are like, you know, you they're golden lobsters, and then there are golden lobsters in a shirt, like top tier golden lobsters. I almost tie dyed mine yesterday. Oh, damn. Because I had to tie dye a couple Entheos shirts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're People probably don't know this, but we have tie dye shirts on our big cartel, and we just tie dye them when someone orders one. Yeah. So. 
which maybe not an efficient way to do it. But the thing is, but a that cool people, way. I bet if people knew that, they would probably be worth more money. Yeah, that we're adding, our, we're giving TLC into each perfect little Literally. t-shirt. It's like, all right, someone ordered one, tie dyed. But some people still order that shirt not tie dyed. So yeah, which you know. maybe we should just put tie. Have it be an option. Plus, oh, that's smart. Fifteen bucks. That's smart, Naveen. Yeah. Fuck. And tie-dyed by Naveen or Cheney. Marketing. But yeah, I almost tie-dyed my Golden Lobster shirt. Elite level Golden Lobster shirt. <laughs> That's what we should have. Yeah. Anyway, um, uh, so we had a party at the house. And Archspire was in a bandwagon, which is kind of like a tour bus, if you guys don't know about that. Anyway, I had them just like park it on the front lawn. Yeah. And it was like one in the morning or something. Yeah, the we, time and they we got live here. in a residential neighborhood. <clears throat> suburban so they showed up and then they're like, all everybody from the tour shared, rented these lights. And the lights were in these pretty big cases. Uh, like a decent amount of equipment. And they're like, Naveen, we got to put the lights here, man. Because uh, they're like, signs of this forum was supposed to take them home and deal with them and return them or whatever, but their trailer door broke and they couldn't put them in the trailer. Oh yeah, I forgot about so, that. So like I'm I've been partying all day. I'm like drunk, having a good time. Everybody's <laughs> at the house and they and they showed up kind of after everybody. They showed We're up at partying. like 2 or 3 in the morning. <clears throat> yeah, I believe it was between 1. I think it was probably probably about 1 okay. cuz they had to get ready to go to the airport the next day. Right. And we were all already over here. Mm-hmm. Some people friends from the show uh anyway, so they come over, Naveen, dude, we, you know, Dean's like, where are we putting the lights? And I'm like, we're not. Like, it's not my problem. It's like, see you later. I'm going to go have fun. And then uh, after a while, he's like, all right, dude, I know, like, this is really whack, but we got to find somewhere to put them. So we have, like, a little shed, and I was like, maybe we could put them in the shed. And it was kind of sick. Like, I opened the door, and Spencer just started from Archfire, just started, like, moving shit around, and, like, everybody pitched in. And we unloaded all this equipment into the uh, barn, I call it, of the shed. And it took like 10 minutes. So I was basically tripping, as usual. And then, of course, you know, our shipping company came and grabbed it. Anyway, they hung out at the house and everybody was here. And it was like surreal and so fun i wish that we could end every tour like that yeah and that was technically like our housewarming party that was the first party we've had in our house since we moved yeah. here and uh god that was a good one really fun house to have a party in i might add yeah we do have cool lights and stuff we and do have cool lights that was one of the a... first things i did when we moved here i bought those huge shout out hue colored color bulbs which and are so sick as hell each room had its own vibe yeah it's pretty cool so we do have the we do the have studio. the party down. We're pretty good at that. Oh, and another thing that I did. So I got on DoorDash and there's this spot called Roma Pizza and Pasta that in Nashville. A, yeah. And I straight up just ordered like $300 worth of food, grabbed a bunch of shit yeah. and uh, ordered it straight to the <laughs> house. It all got eaten. And it was so fun because me and my friend Lucas and uh, my other... I think it was me and Lucas. We just started opening boxes because we didn't know what was in any of them. And every box was like a surprise of food. It was the fact that that was only 300 bucks blew my mind. It was amazing. So I mean, I would have guessed estimated that at like a $700 order. Me too. I mean, there were pizzas, there were pastas, there were, (laughs) there were like mozzarella sticks and and chicken wings and and all this stuff. 
So anyway. we are pro, we are very pro partiers. You know, I feel like we learned a lot from your dad because your dad is a fantastic party guy. Host. He's a fantastic host. I, everybody in the Copperweiss family is pretty good fantastic at hosting. Fantastic hosting. Yeah, it's inspirational, yeah. really. So. Yeah. so yeah, we had a great party and that was the last day of tour. It was... We, since then, have put out a couple of live videos from that show. We have. I wish we, we would have. have gotten better shots of, like, the pit, because that was one of the craziest shows that we've played. Um, yeah, but that was a last-minute idea, yeah. which we I might want to add. Totally. I was last-minute, let's grab the cameras. We had a photographer, Rachel, coming yeah, Rachel. out. And I'm like, can you... And in hindsight, I would have said, don't take any pictures and just get footage. That was, that's another... Oh yeah, because we didn't know yeah, we, we didn't, didn't know really what know. was going on. Yeah. But shout out Rachel Craig because she came through last minute totally. and just shot a bunch of footage for us, and a lot of it is is it in looks the killer. video. Yeah, and it looks amazing. So now we have these really pro videos, yeah, uh, live videos from that show, and uh, it's a great memory because that was just an awesome day. It was. And we had an awesome party. You know, and I want to say about that that Nashville truly truly feels like a home i know i agree like we have so many friends here and just friends who are doing cool things and into cool stuff and those shows really so many of our friends come out to the shows and our friends including you know fans of the band whoever that we've met who live in nashville uh and it's just so fucking fun like nashville feels like a home for us and our band in a way that Santa Cruz never really felt like yeah. we never really had that for our band in Santa Cruz. And it's something that I really wanted us to have. And Nashville has been truly incredible. Even this last Nashville show that we played with revocation and unearth and high command was so fucking fun. And it's so cool to have that, that community here. It feels like a home base. 100%. And uh, a lot of people, I, I feel like people are picking up on the fact that we live here. Yeah. And Shani and I go to a lot of shows, so uh, we meet people that way. Just people will be like, hey, I've seen you guys at like five shows. Like you go to every show. And we're well, like, you're damn straight we do. Supporting. That, that's something that's cool about here, though. Uh, you know, when we lived in Santa Cruz, it's so cut off from, yeah. like, people might not realize that. Santa Cruz is separated from San Jose by a mountain, and it takes like 30 minutes to get there. To San Jose, and there are never shows in San Jose. Shane's hating on Santa Cruz. Well, <laughs> no, no, I'm not. I love Santa Cruz, but as far as shows go, like there are no. Sh- There's not Santa that many Cruz shows. is yeah. just now starting to have shows again at like the Vets Hall and yeah, stuff. Yeah. The well, we went to one of the last. Sh- we went to the last show before the lockdowns. Uh, the terror show. Yeah, the terror show. At so Santa Cruz was like starting to have more shows when we yeah. left, but for the ten years that we lived there, there aren't a ton of Not shows really. in Santa Cruz. Not really. And to get anywhere where there are shows, like there are still rarely shows in in San Jose. Well, there are shows to, there, but they're like folk. Like turtle folk. folk yeah, it's not like whatever. it's not like metal. You know, yeah. I want to go and see metal shows, and yeah. so to, even in San Francisco, I feel like shows have stopped going they there. Stopped going Tours there. have kind of yep. stopped going to San Francisco altogether. And let's be real, driving that drive to go to a show in the Bay Area, yeah, it, it's it, like it's a huge deal. It's it a sucks. totally huge yeah. deal. It's an all day endeavor, and it's not it's not a convenient thing. And in Nashville. It's so much more convenient. Even we've been going to this spot called Hop Springs in uh, Murfreesboro. And you yeah. went to like a hardcore collective in Murfreesboro. What's the name of that? Graveyard Gallery. 
Yeah. So is that like just a venue or does it double as something else? No, it's just a venue, but they have all kinds of shows there. They have, it's an all ages venue. So they have raves and shit like that there. Oh, wow. It's really cool. We should go to one. Yeah. It reminds me of Dark Matter here. It's very similar. All ages, artistic vibe. Totally. Snack. They have a little snack stand. But I mean, off the top of my head, I can name like seven <laughs> venues to go to metal shows yeah. in Nashville. So that yep. has been something that we were doing kind of all summer. And it's Slow, shows have sort of slowed down, unfortunately. Right now, yeah. yeah. Or maybe we just haven't been home and we're not keyed into what's going on. I mean, really. I've been looking on Instagram. Me and Harrison were looking on tour. Yeah, really. Didn't find anything. I know that there is like, uh, I think, Fit for an Autopsy and Exodus and uh, Darkest Hour are coming in November sometime. Okay, yeah. I did actually make a note of some other shows too. Yeah. There was a couple in December. I but anyway, that's calendar. been like a thing that has been fun to get back into because when we lived in Santa Cruz, we were not going. Yeah. We went to every show that came through, but it's like, that's not. That many. Yeah. yeah. That's it, maybe two shows a year, three shows a year outside of us being on tour. So It reminds me of when we moved to LA. Yeah. And there was just kind of had this vibe of it's like happening. Yeah. And a lot of bands were there. A lot of shows were going on at that time. And we were kind of doing stuff all the time. And it was really fun. Also, just a so. lot of metal people live here and are moving here yep. who are involved in, you know, bands that we tour with. Mm -hmm. So that's really I'm always cool. trying to get people to move here. Like, totally. Hey, you should move here. Come on. Absolutely. One of my best friends moved here from Portland. It's like, you know. Yeah. Hello. Cool. Right down the street. It's really cool that a bunch of people. But, you know, long story short, long story long. Nashville has been a really cool community to be a part of. And it truly feels like a home in a way that I haven't personally felt since I was like, you know, in Des Moines and yep. a part of a scene. Totally. Well, uh, I think moving things forward, we spent the summer recording an EP. Yeah, and it's finally... Am I allowed to say that? I don't know. Maybe. I think we've said I think it before. That's okay. We've said it before. No, I've, I've put it on my Instagram. Yeah, let's not like say the name of it or anything. But yeah, yeah we spent the summer doing that and we're finally done doing it. Yeah. So we got home from the White Chapel tour, and then I pretty much just immediately started writing an EP, mm -hmm. and then wrote the whole thing um, in what, like a six weeks or something, a month maybe. Yeah, I'm probably around time. that. Probably around that. But uh, that's really why we kind of stopped doing the podcast over the yeah. summer. That's why we took such a long break because we really needed to. First of all, we were working with a producer who's Mark Lewis for the first time. I, like at the studio. So it's kind of, um, I don't think we had the attention span to break away from doing the EP after working on it constantly in order yeah. to do the podcast. Like we wanted to be very music oriented over the summer. And, you know, we put up videos of us playing stuff on the internet. So that was kind of the priority focusing on the EP and putting up like vocal and drum playthroughs. So we, Literally, we're working on that all summer. Naveen spent the most amount of time there. I mean, how much? I recorded the guitar. Yeah. Then we did the drums. And then Evan came in for the bass. I was there for that. Mm -hmm. And we did the vocals. I was there for that, too. So yeah. I think we were, we were there for over two months. Definitely. There was a was week a that Mark time. had to take to do another project. But other than that, we were, I was over there every day. Yeah. I would ride over there on my scooter. 
was because he lives down the street. Yeah. So that was another another perk for Nashville. We live close to Mark, and uh, it was really fun to work on, and we're super stoked how it came out. It's, uh, I, I don't know, I guess kind of different from our other stuff. I mean, yeah, kind of, but still the same band for sure. And I think that, you know, it's the perk is that not only does Mark live down the street, but I think that Mark is the perfect person to produce our material. Like he, he did have a huge part, like he didn't write parts, but he was there from the, from the demoing process. And Naveen had a bunch of ideas and all of us got together really like us, Evan, Mark, and we kind of like, Evan didn't, I don't think he like went through songs as much. He kind of would. Evan did He, he happen, was here but, for a couple of days for sure. Yeah. So. I mean, I'm the one who works on it the most. Absolutely. Here. But then, yeah, Mark would be like, oh, maybe that part should not be there. Or maybe totally. this part should go again or Totally. So but I think, in, in some songs. Some songs, they were just exactly as I wrote them. And absolutely. no changes were made at all. It was definitely like a really cool exercise in songwriting that I'm excited to explore further in the future. Yeah. Because. For vocals, like, it's not like there were a bunch of parts that I came in with that everyone was like, that sucks. We need to change that completely. But it is cool to go into a room with two other people with patterns. And there were parts where you guys were like, oh, you should simplify that a little bit. Or you should, this should be faster. That should be like a pure, like, 16th part. That should be, you know, so there... It was a bunch of ideas uh, bouncing off of each other, and I think that it made for something better and more impactful in the long run. So I'm excited to start. We'll start rolling that out uh, early next year. Yeah, I think that was sort of the 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 goal of the EP was to make we songs that were a little more to the point. Absolutely, and then have less. Uh, it's just it's more nuanced in the way that the vibe has to be maintained for like the whole song. Yeah. There's no abrupt changes, which works great. But I think after we after we started playing Time Will Take Us All Alive, I I love the album. I think it's great. But I felt like what was missing from the set was just some hard hitting kind of bangers, for lack of a better word. Yeah, I mean, with Time Will Take Us All, it was awesome because we did this, like, whole concept album thing that has, you know, it floats in and out of dynamics, and it's definitely got its tech moments. It's definitely got, like, its catchier moments with I'm the Void and stuff like that, but we just wanted to kind of condense the Entheos thing yeah, with, with an EP mm-hmm. and do five individual songs. Although it still does have a concept behind it. And, uh, you know, I'll talk about that more as the songs come out. But we just wanted to put out five songs. And I think that that's what we came out with is five good songs, solid songs. I think that's always what I go into writing with. I'm like, what would it sound like if we did this? You're like, what would it sound like if we did a big epic journey? Yeah. That's time will take us all. Totally. I'm like, what would it sound like if we made these condensed more... To the point, Metallica Black Album songs. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's just so cool to see how it turns out. Yeah, it is. And it's also funny just thinking about how we sat on the podcast and talked about Time Will Take Us All for like three years. Yeah, I know. And that we didn't do the podcast at all and finished an EP and like. But that's, I think we're going to. We're going to continue to be in that kind of like songwriting. Like yeah. we want to write an album next year. So 
that's the next goal with the band, I would say. We also, if you guys missed it, like uh, I think on October 10th it was, we put out a remix with Drum Corps, who, if you guys are not familiar with Drum Corps, he did an entire Animosity remix EP. He's done like Converge remixes. I think that was um, unofficial. But he also did uh, Code Orange, a couple of Code Orange remixes, and they put out a tape and... He's really sick, and we're proud of the track. It's a remix of The Interior Wilderness, so go and check that out. Um, That's a good time. Yeah, but we also just got off of a tour. I think we've been home for like a week, right? A week? Uh, little, I think a little over a week, right? Yeah. Time just, I don't know, not good with it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, but anyways, it was like a, it was a really fun tour. Yeah. Had a lot of fun. And Harrison came. Harrison did Again. come. He got upgraded this time around. Harrison did lights for us on this yeah. uh, tour. He did a great job. Yeah. Our lights looked good because of Harrison. Mm-hmm. I guess, uh, oh yeah, I forgot about what happened to Rob. We should probably talk oh, about yeah. that. That was like a big um, thing <laughs> of the tour. So the tour was great apart from what happened to Rob, who's yeah. another one of our live guitar players. Uh, he well, We were driving through Florida. And I was driving, it was late at night, and he was just having some really bad stomach pains. So we pulled over a couple times for him to use the bathroom, and he was just in bad shape. And I thought maybe he had food poisoning, or I didn't really know what was going on with him. But then I went to sleep eventually, and... You said something to him, like, dude, you, you are you okay? Well, because like, we were all sleeping on? in the van... You know, we sleep in the van a lot of the time and he was like writhing in pain on the bench. And it was clear that something that it was like, I I know what food poisoning looks like. And usually it's a person who's like at the toilet. Like that's where you're in the bathroom and you're like, you know, throwing up and stuff. And it did not look like food poisoning. It was just like writhing in pain so badly that he was shaking the van back and forth. And I was just like, dude, we need to like do we need to go to a hospital? And he didn't really, I don't think he really reacted to what I said. He was just kind of, he got out of the van and like was on the ground, I guess, freaking out. And Harrison, you, do you have more information on this? Because I feel like Harrison found him like a near, we all fell asleep though. We all fell asleep. We didn't know how severe the situation was because Rob is the type of guy that I don't think he wanted to like, Ask for help Ask or be an inconvenience. Yeah, or, yeah. yeah, which it obviously wouldn't have been. We we wanted him to be okay, but he was like outside writhing in pain and Harrison found him. Yeah, so we were kind of in the middle of nowhere in uh, Florida and uh, we, we had stopped at a gas station and he was like going in and out uh, and uh, I think it was like five in the morning and I got up to go to the bathroom and he was out of the van just like, still writhing around not having a good time so at that point i started looking up hospitals and uh we were like an hour away from anything decent uh so i told him we could just start driving that way and you know if he starts feeling better then great but i think we need to yeah get him close to that in case it, it gets more severe and as we were driving it just he looked like he was getting worse and worse and we pulled up and he had kind of accepted that he needs to go in yeah yeah, yeah. and then he uh so he had an append- appendicitis, his appendix burst, which is like life threatening. And uh, 
Yeah, it's really bad. So we, uh, well, because I woke I've, I've up. heard of appendicitis. I didn't know though that like there is pain leading. I didn't realize that people could go to the hospital or like it was a problem before it burst. You know what right. I mean? Like I didn't. I don't know if it is. I think it just kind of creeps up and then boom. But but I think it can it can be stopped well, if it it's varies. about to burst. It varies from person to person. So some people okay. don't even realize until it's burst. And okay. Some people it cause them a bunch of pain beforehand. So It'd be Rob. Yeah. So, so anyway, we were like, okay, uh, <clears throat> let's put him at the hospital and then go play this show with one guitarist. Well, because and then he on the way thought, back, he kind of thought that he would maybe even make the show that he would be able to play that night. Yeah, which is like, I'm, even I, a guy who doesn't go to the doctor or know anything about hospitals, I'm like, dude, you're not playing tonight, obviously. And then, uh, so yeah, we drop him off at the hospital. I'm going to be honest. At first, I had hope that he was going to play that night. I had hope I that like, he was going to rejoin like, the tour. Hopefully, Rob makes it tonight. Oh, I definitely. I thought uh, he would I, rejoin. In I like thought he would day. rejoin the tour, but then it, after. Honestly, a couple days after, I was like, he's not coming back. Yeah. So we go play the show, and then we actually had to go back through that way mm-hmm. where at the hospital that he was at. So I was like, all right, let's go play the show. He gets his surgery done tonight. We we pick him up in the morning. We go to the next show. So we waited around for him. Um, <clears throat> the surgery took a lot longer than we thought it would yeah. or for him to get discharged. And he was on, he was like texting us like, I think I'm just going to run out, dude. I'm like, no, you're not doing that. You know, uh, the guy is overly committed to playing shows. Yeah. So I'm like, you're not going to do that. Uh, we waited till I think noon, but we had like the drive was really long. Power yeah. drivers only. And I was like, we have to go. Yeah. So let's just go and figure it out later. Yeah. And then he, I think it was hit him that it was a lot worse than it than he thought it was going to be. So he had, you know, they have to cut your freaking abs open. So think about that. If your abs are cut open, you use your abs to do everything. To cough, to talk, oh, yeah. to sit up, to, I mean, roll over in bed. So we just got him a hotel to stay at. And he just stayed at a hotel for a few days. And then I think on the second day, he was like, hey, man, I'm just not going to work. I'm not going to be able to come on tour. And I'm like, yeah, figured. And so then he just had to get a flight home, basically. Yeah. And I think on the way home, something happened, and he had to go back to the hospital. It was not good. It was a bad stitch. Yeah, I think that his stitches or staples or something ripped out because he he was moving. Yeah, Yeah, I'm not really clear on what happened on that, but... He Not is doing good. better now. He's recovering now, and hopefully, the the Christmas shows will be his first shows back. But yeah, that was a, a insane, and I'm just glad he's okay because I believe the doctor I believe did tell him that he would have died had he not yeah. that it was like the worst case of appendicitis that he'd seen in 20 years of of practicing, yeah. and that he would have died if he hadn't gone into the hospital. So, you know, things like that do happen on tour. You've had to go to the hospital before on tour, but they're rare, luckily. But when they do happen, they're they're scary. Wait, what, what did I go for? Well, you just My went because foot? of your aunt foot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But weird shit does happen. At the end of the tour, actually, Brant, who was the lighting guy for Revocation and Unearth, got bit by a dog and had to go to the hospital in Canada. So, hey, did you see that, Harrison? Yeah, it's crazy. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah, it was in the van that yeah, Harrison. Yeah, yeah, we were with Harrison. But uh, crazy shit does happen sometimes on crazy tour, man. you know. I mean, another thing that happened on tour, speaking of crazy stuff that happens in Barrie, uh, in oh, Canada. <laughs> were, were either <clears throat> of you in the venue when this happened? Yeah, I, I have the whole there. thing on my GoPro. Okay, so Naveen, what happened? Okay, so we... Me and Harrison were standing by the sound or the sound board because so High Command was the opening band on the tour, and they were having like the fucking craziest show yeah. in Barry. And I was like, dude, this show is insane. It this was is amazing. Be sick. Which you know, small towns like ten, shout out tend to, to be to small towns. Shout out to small go. towns. They tend to be the sickest fucking metal shows like don't get me wrong cities are awesome but cities are a little spoiled because they get yeah. shows all the time some not so much some are not sick some are just straight that's whack. true that's true not gonna name names but. <laughs> yeah not gonna name names but small towns dude hype oh my god they're so fun to play and i think this was like a friday as well which ups the ante and i just don't think they get very many shows yeah. dean hadn't even heard of the place or i think it was a thursday because I, I, I was telling him that we played yeah, that Dean show. Dean is a tried and true Canadian. Yeah, he was like, he doesn't he was even like know. Barry, never heard of it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Shannon, who does our merch, is from Barry. Yeah. So that was our little uh, connection to Barry. So I kind of knew it was going to be sick, but I didn't yeah. expect it to be that sick. So the show, I was like, this show is going to be fucking sick. Actually, right when we walked into the venue, I knew it was going to be sick because yeah. it was, it was just like a small bar and the stage was like, one foot tall well, the, and it was just stage. like it was just weird and i was like this is gonna be safe the stage are... was one of those where like i walked in and i was like is that the stage like, yeah, yeah. That's where the stage? is the stage yeah, yeah where is it at like you know. and the pa it's like you couldn't really see, there wasn't much visible pa but it sounded sick in there yeah really that was sick. another thing and i think it was kind of a dance club maybe yeah definitely so definitely it sounded that. badass in there and high command was having a really good show we had a good show. Revocation did, obviously, too. Dude, they had. They <clears> also <throat> had, like, sparklers. Yeah, which Lighting we didn't sparklers. get to use. Did I know anybody Brant, use those? Brant used <laughs> yeah, them. Uh, I have it Revocation. on video. Yeah, Revocation used it. It's because the, the power got flipped, and so, okay. like, the fuse broke, uh, and we tried to use them during our set, and they didn't work. I was so. kind of uh, worried about it, though, because there's people pretty close well, to them. I was, I was standing like, on those. Hit? I didn't realize that stuff came out of them. Dude, like, I was standing sketchy. on them. Like, they were blasting into the ceiling. Yeah, it scared me, for sure. I got it on video. So, uh, we usually have to pack up during revocation. So I didn't really get to see revocation very much. I've only saw, saw him a couple times. So that night we're packing up or whatever. And then, uh, we go watch. I'm like, let's go. We're, we're going to go watch Unearth. And, uh, it's like their second song. <clears throat> it was going fucking crazy. I had my GoPro on me and I was, I just started GoProing how crazy it was. <laughs> then I see this fucking guy grab one of the uh, sprinkler pipes and like you can tell when a pipe is fine for you to hang on and not fine. Yeah. Like I can at least. And I'm like, that is not a pipe for someone to grab. Onto. It was a puny. I wasn't in there when it happened. I was at merch, but it was a puny. <clears throat> it was small like, little dude, pipe. Yeah. So he grabs it, pulls up on it and it's boom. Like it just bursts. And he was, he was definitely like, he was just like, yeah, yeah, going, he was you know, just on it a few going times. crazy. Yeah, I don't know. Some people thought that he was deliberately trying to pull it down. I mean, if you look at the videos, it definitely yeah. looks like it. Hey, could be. Or he was just a drunk guy. You know, like maybe. <laughs> I mean, I don't. I don't know. That, he was a hardcore mosher. 
hardcore moshers. So he was uh, doing his thing, ripped it down, and I'm like, oh my god! And like, it's a, it's a there's lights and everything, so you can't exactly tell what's going on. But I knew that the crowd was getting water on them. Yeah, they're getting just drenched. Drenched. I don't know. If and that then means- I'm like, oh my god! And then I'm like looking on stage and. The guys are kind of like holding their guitars like up against the side, trying to not get wet. Mm-hmm. But then I noticed though that the drummer is Mike is just getting completely just fucking sprayed, fire hose sprayed, oh and Buzz, the guitar player, his whole rig is just getting fire hosed. Oh my god! <clears throat> so then Brett, who's in Revocation, and he also like TM the tour, uh, tour managed the whole thing. He was kind of the main guy. He runs in and, and they stop playing because it's like well, so they crazy. Finish the song. <clears throat> Props to them for like finishing. Yeah, I know. Like set. they just that kept going. Sick. Yeah. And then I think Mike was like, you know, I don't know, pissed about it or whatever. So he ran outside, and then it's spraying water everywhere, and everyone's just kind of standing around, like dumbstruck, doesn't really know what to do, including myself. I'm like, what? I, what am I gonna do? Like fix the pipe? And then uh, they're trying to like push the pipe back. And I'm like, this dude, not going to happen. Like when water erupts like that, it's there, there's, yeah. How could you stop that? I mean, there's thousands of so, gallons of water. And then there's like that. sediment in the pipes. So it's like shooting out like brown and black water. Oh my God. And then, uh, fortunately it wasn't shit water. <laughs> oh my God. That would have been. <laughs> so wow. Brett comes in and they're running around. And then I go down to the floor to just try to help like move gear and stuff like that. And Brett's like, show's fucking over. Everybody get the fuck out of here, you know? And then people are kind of just standing around dumbstruck for they don't really know what to do. But then, yeah, they closed the show down. They uh, got out. And I was like, I don't know that much about plumbing. So I was like, hey, let's go out to the street and turn the water off. But apparently that doesn't shut off the sprinklers. Oh, really? Yeah. So the fire department had to come and shut the water off. And by that time, there was a good, like, inch of water in the entire... Yeah, there's inch of water. The promoter I was straight up crying. I have a video of after the fact. Yeah. The promoter was crying. I wonder what happened really to that bummed. guy. I wonder... I, I would like he to, took off. Yeah, but I want to know if they have found him by now. I mean, yeah. Barry is a town of how many people? Yeah. You know? So a lot of people down had the it on, on video. Like His face is on video. Yeah, man. Uh, this He's... guy uh, that was there taking like professional videos, mm-hmm. he has this, the most amazing video. It's like he's filming on Earth and he's up in the front and it's really intense. And then he just turns around and he's, and it just, it, it's like it all happens in like 10 seconds. It's perfect. And he boom, just pulls it down. Water everywhere. Yeah, it's I mean, insane. Which... You know, moshing is great, you guys. We love moshing. Don't grab the pipes. Like, but do not grab the fucking pipes. No matter what you do, no one's going to think you're cool or hardcore no, or whatever it. for doing that. You're just ruining you're ruining the band's gear. You're ruining the band's uh, set. You're ruining yeah. the promoter's night. You're ruining maybe the business owner's life. So Yeah. And I'm, you're going to charge your, your, you are going to get arrested for doing that. Or you're going to get fined or something, I would imagine. I don't know what yeah. happens. And maybe not felt- arrested, but. I felt bad because Unearth was having such a good show. Like the crowd was fucking going crazy. I guess would you safe. get sued over that? Is that what would happen? I don't know. I'm sure there's a law against pulling the pipes out of the ceiling. Maybe I don't know. I, I don't know. Yeah, we'd have to look that one up. I'm not familiar with ca- uh, Canadian law. Canadian uh, fire uh, <laughs> water pipe laws. 
But so that was a pretty <laughs> eventful. Uh, yeah, eventful. Surprisingly, the next day, um, their gear worked. Somehow. Their gear worked, and a, luckily, the show in Toronto was the next night, and mm-hmm. it's so close to Barry. I think it's an hour drive that yeah. you know people drove from the Barry show and went to the Toronto show the next night. So, and then also. That club Which I, had they, the strictest security out of any fucking club. Yeah, someone told me that the way I spell, say Toronto is wrong. Yeah, it's Toronto. Toronto. Sorry that I pronounced my T's. Yeah, no, it's not <laughs> Sorry Toronto. about that. Toronto. That's how I'm going to pronounce Toronto. it the next time on stage. Hello, Toronto. And Drake did not come to Drake the show. Drake did not Didn't come. Show up. What? So, kind of a bummer. <laughs> <laughs> For those of you who don't know, Drake follows the band and Chaney. And uh, he did, when Chaney said, what show are you guys coming to on Instagram? He left a comment, Toronto. But we didn't, Toronto, we didn't reach out to him. Toronto, then, uh, no. So, so no Drake there. He's uh, running through the six. We, not, were, not we, the we were running, yeah, he's running through the six, <laughs> not at the show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so that was fun. And also... Touring with Revocation and Unearth and High Command was so much fun. There was just an air of the tour that made me feel like I was a kid in yeah, a touring really band. It was just like really that fun. kind of tour, you know? It wasn't super strict because, you know, there are a lot of tours that are super like, got to be here at this time, got to do this, got to do that. You know, they're yeah. very like, but this was kind of just like a, a chilled out tour and Brett was the TM, which if you guys don't know what a tour manager is, then tour managers kind of like... They're the camp counselor. Yeah. And they kind of, they don't orchestrate the whole thing, but they're in charge of the day-to-day events. <laughs> what time are we getting there? Exactly. They're, they're, they're the guy. When they're, you have a question, you go ask them. They, if you have a question, if you have a complaint, if you have, if you need a new tour pass because you lost yours, then they will give you another one. That's where you go. Yeah. Every day they're handing out, they're telling you what to do. They're <laughs> handing out the wristbands. and So it's very... Atypical of a band member to do the tour managing. So it's very props to Brett for making that happen. He did a great job and he's just like the funnest dude on the planet. Yeah, he's great. Uh, Yeah, it was really fun. And it was uh, actually the first tour I've ever done sober. Yeah, good job. I ripped it. No alcohol. Yeah. Actually, no anything. I didn't do any alcohol. We don't do weed anyway. That's true. I drank coffee. That was it. Coffee is sort of a necessity on tour. Let's be honest about that. Um, Gotta do it. Because you're getting such little sleep. No matter what. No matter what kind of traveling you do. um, If you get a hotel every night. If you get a hotel every night, then you basically get to a hotel at like 2 in the morning. And you get to sleep until, what, sometimes only 6. Yeah. And you have to get up and get in a van and drive to the next show. This tour had a lot of short drives, so. That's true. I mean, a lot of the time we would get pretty good sleep. Um, but still, it was still a little hot certain days. You're still like sleep deprived, no yeah, matter no matter what. which way you spin it. So <laughs> it's like, what? Where was I even getting out the, ca- uh, the coffee? Oh, so you have to drink coffee. I yeah, love day. that yeah, coffee. You got to drink coffee. We're we're Starbucks regulars because they're all over the country and Canada and Canada. But I will say, not drinking you get better sleep. Uh, yeah, I would imagine so. That so, makes sense. I felt pretty good. For the most part, kind of like I do at home, honestly. Yeah, that's good. Mm-hmm. I did notice that because I didn't really drink when we were in Europe. And it's like, I just felt really good every single day. You yeah. just kind of wake up. But, you know, there is also the flip side of 
you don't want to hang out as late as no. you as you would if God, you're drinking. No. Which I'm is like fun. after the show, I'm like, let's go. Yeah. Let's fucking get out totally. of here. Totally. I still am that kind of person like I do like hanging out a couple of times a tour like past but to me it's like once the show's over that's kind of the end of the party yeah and you know you watch a band I I feel we were just talking about this yesterday the older that I get the more I don't really like going out just to a bar like I I want to go see music I want to go see comedy or go and you know have something that go to an event something that we're where there's like a participation thing because going out to a bar, it's like a ton of people screaming. It's hard to have a conversation. It's really like, you know, not, I, I will do it. I do do it, we but I do like Saturday. to see a band. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'd rather see, a but band yeah, or something. that was uh pretty interesting. Not drinking. It's kind of uh you just feel the same all the time, which yeah. is weird. Just kind of like, all right, this is, here I am. Mm-hmm. Uh, but definitely, recommend yeah, I was definitely gonna ask recommend you that. yeah it was awesome and i did, honestly didn't even really want to drink the whole time the first time i wanted to drink was actually there was one night i wanted to drink and that was in barry <laughs> and that was oh, because yeah. i went to the merch and shannon was like some guy bought you these drinks and the drink just like looked so good it was like a cocktail or whatever yeah and that was the only night where i was like hmm, that looks pretty good but i just didn't do it yeah, sometimes a tasty beverage does sound good. Like yeah. I was saying, I, I can't remember if this was on the podcast or not, but if, oh, you said you've you today was a day where you're like, hmm, and today, go for a drink. Yeah, but today I'm like, Damn, sometimes just a like... tasty fall bev. That's yeah, but it's, I mean, it's not the same as getting a buzz. No, I'm saying that sometimes a tasty fall bev with, with alcohol buzz. sounds yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it just sounds good, dude. It's good. Yeah. A little. Like, Apple crisp cinnamon yeah. vodka or whatever. I you know, it. It's, I get it. You just but, yeah. chill with a cocktail. It does sound good sometimes. I know. But my life without drinking is just so much better. So yeah. I'm going to keep it going. That's awesome. You know, you know what it was actually? Okay. So in my head, I was, I stopped, I was stopping drinking. I don't know if I'm doing it for life or whatnot, but. Well, I don't know if we even, sorry to interrupt you, but I don't know if we even talked about that. We went and saw Erica Badu live and yeah. we got like really drunk that night. And so you, I got really You drunk. got really drunk. Annihilated. Yeah. You were um, not was, having a good end yeah. of the night. I was fucking puking. It was horrible. And. The next day, we were both like, oh, we don't really need to drink for a while. And then it became kind of a thing. Like, Yeah, I was like, no, the next day, I was like, drinking. I'm done drinking. Yeah. Like, I am not doing that again. Because I feel like I'm not like a horrible drunk or anything like that. I don't, I don't feel like it gets out of hand almost ever for me. But if I'm drinking, there will be a night like that. You know what I mean? Totally. It's just, it's yeah. a matter of time before... I start drinking too early and then, you know, you kept buying drinks at the Erica Badu thing. And then we oh, went yeah. out to a bar afterwards that our friend works at. <clears throat> that our friend owns and we we're like doing shots apparently and stuff. And so it's just a matter of time before that. Uh, what is it? Like all the planets align for me to just be way too drunk. Yeah. So I was just like, I'm not drinking anymore. Fuck this. And uh, yeah, a couple days ago was a hundred days. Wow, that's awesome. So I've been counting the days on my phone. And mm-hmm. I think today I wanted to drink because I had it in my head. I'm like, that'll be so cool when I haven't drank for 100 days. And then I hit the 100. And so now I'm kind of like, yeah, okay, I did 100. And now I'm like, want a beer. But I don't know. I'm going to keep it going. Yeah. 
I, I think going. it's even if you don't stop drinking forever, because I, you know, I didn't stop drinking forever. I drank on tour. Uh, I think it's good to give yourself a break yeah, like definitely. that every so often, because I personally am not the type of I don't really drink at home yeah. like that. It's not my thing. I smoke weed. That's more. That's my thing. Uh, I don't really drink at home. So on tour, it's, you know, it's easy for me to give up. And then on tour, I'm kind of like, you know, I could use a tasty Bev, yeah. a little white claw or vodka soda or something and i just think it's good to give yourself a break every so often because 100%. if you don't take time off from anything then you don't really know what it's like to not feel under the influence or to 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 not like i don't <clears throat> think that most people who drink realize how much even like having one crazy night a week can fuck with the rest of your week days yeah it, Day, it, it takes can, three or four days to actually recover Totally. And it, it'll throw <clears throat> off your sleep. So it makes you, you know, lazier, more tired for those three days. Totally. Uh, you're eating crappy food generally because of as a re result of drinking. So 100%. it is important to take to at least try it. Yeah. Like I've lost weight. I've, you know, been working out way more. I've, I'm not prone to wanting to eat as much junk food because... And I'm not saying I'm drinking like a mil I'm not getting drunk every day, but no. I would drink a little bit before the podcast. Drink, uh, we go into a show. I'm going to drink a few beers you know, like and then maybe one night where let's go out, you know, so that's, it adds up. Not even talking about tour. You know what? My favorite, one of my favorite parts of not really drinking is that there's no like, like after something's over, I'm kind of like, all right, I'm ready to go home. Like, yeah. I don't want to go to the extended party really. Yeah. It's not. It's better. My life is way better without it. Yeah, I mean, Straight I think up. that even if you are a productive person, even if you are getting everything everything that you're supposed to be getting done done, it's easier to do all of that stuff if you're not yeah. drinking. Generally. I just don't know if the juice is worth the squeeze on that one anymore, to be honest. Mm -hmm. and it's not that fun. It just is seems fun. You know what I mean? There also, I, I notice about relationships that you build uh, drinking versus not drinking a lot of the time, if you're building relationships on a drinking basis, then those are kind of like surface level relationships and friendships. Yeah. But if you hang out with people and you're sober, then you build like deeper, more meaningful relationships and have deeper, more meaningful conversations. And it's just like 100%. overall, I think a, a, an important experience to have and a, a more beneficial experience to have. And it is sort of weird if you're used to going out and drinking those first couple of times that you just write when you get somewhere yeah. and you're not drinking. But once you're there for like, you know, 20 minutes, the, the awkwardness kind of goes, goes away. away. It's I, it's like being a kid when you were a little kid and you'd go to a birthday party, you'd be all like, Oh, this is weird. And then yeah. you start playing and having fun. Mm -hmm. And we're all like that still something that, a bunch of stunted kids. That's true. In adult bodies. Something that really uh, surprised me was going to the Iowa State Fair sober. We did. Do which that. we did in August. And if I don't know if anyone from Iowa listens to this podcast, but if you go <laughs> to the Iowa State Fair, I'm from the east side of Des Moines, and there is a thing at the Iowa State Fair. It's like the biggest fair in the country. Uh, hundreds of thousands, millions of people go every year. Yeah. So <clears throat> the first Friday is called East Siders Night. So it's kind of like a high school reunion. And there are two, there's like a bud tent and this other like bar place that everyone 
goes to and dances and everyone's pretty much, you know, everyone's wasted. So I've never been to the Iowa State Fair as an adult sober. And going sober this year was just like, first of all, I realized how it's not really like that fun to yeah, go. Fun. <laughs> it's really not that fun. Uh, but it was just cooler to see people yeah. not being wasted because I can actually remember like people that I yeah. ran into from high school and it's it was a cool experience to have even if I never were to do it again it was it's cool to have done that yeah. and admirable that's we something I admire found, about myself uh the vet vegan tent there yeah, they we had did. like veggie corn dogs and stuff yeah that's that's kind of another aspect that of, was bomb uh, yeah the Iowa State Fair Super so bomb. didn't drink and don't eat meat so it's kind of like what am I doing here yeah totally but and I like don't want to go see the prize <laughs> yeah. animals. Yeah, I know the twelve hundred pound uh, but, pig. Hey, fun nonetheless. We went and uh, yeah, it was hella fun. Yeah, had a good time. It was summer. It's yes. really nice outside. And I did drink a bunch of good beverages. We had lemonade. Lemonade, yeah. See, that's <clears> the <throat> thing is that you got to get a beverage that tastes good. You do. You really do. You can't just be out there trying to not drink with n- just. Oh, just you got to be holding something. Yeah. You got to be holding a drink. If you want to yeah. be sober. Or somewhere. non-alcoholic beers or... And that way, whatever. see, I feel like a lot of people give in to like the peer pressure of drinking. And if you have a drink, no one's really going to fuck with you about that. Uh, that See, that doesn't bu- bug me at all. It doesn't I'm bug me either. Like, I've never cared about get that. Get out of my face. I've never yeah. cared about that, but some people do give in to the peer pressure of it. So You just have to um, convey yourself as sort of like someone that's not to be fucked around with. <laughs> Like no one you on the tour well, Naveen, one time, well. no one on the tour one time was like, come on, dude. They're just like, oh, wow, you don't drink? Okay, damn, that's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, yeah, I don't drink anymore. You're pretty good at being like, you're pretty good at holding your, <laughs> you know, being like, I'm not like that's ah, right. Should I do it? Or yeah, you're not. not like, no one's no. questioning no. your, uh, no. your, uh, they're like, wow, okay, cool. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that tour was fun, man. I really miss it. Now fun. that we're a week and a half out, I'm like, all right, I can yeah. go on tour next week. Oh, that was my point. I did the tour without drinking. Honestly, I had a fucking great time. I loved that tour. Yeah, I it had was great. such a great time. I have no regrets about anything I did or said. I yeah. didn't. I, I mean, I, I came out of the tour more fit than when I started because we were hitting the gym every day, most days. And uh, yeah, it was just fucking sick. Got a little weird there at the end. At the end, we weren't getting the gym. We weren't getting the much. gym as much at the end. But anyway. Oh, and everyone got sick on tour. That's a whole other thing that happened. That I happens. actually left the stage for the first time ever in my life because I was like, I have sinus infections so bad right now that I just feel like I'm, I sound like total garbage. But uh, but then you guys kicked into the sinking sun, which was the song we were closing the set with. So I left the set maybe like two songs before that and you guys played a song instrumentally it was whack when you left and then i was was like like, i'm gonna get back on stage so i ran back on stage and just went for it anyway i mean in my head i was like why isn't she just out here standing there i mean don't leave but anyway out here the comeback was greater than the setback on that one that is true (laughs) the comeback was great that was that man that tour was just so fun yeah it was really fun and i'm excited for the next tour that we're doing so yeah how long we've been going for uh, 55 minutes. Yeah, okay. I feel like we can probably call it. Oh, yeah. I think we're going to wrap it up. There. Yeah, let's like, wrap it up. A, 
a nice little episode. We're back. We're uh, back, baby. We will, are we doing one next week? Yeah, we're, we're going to have to. Out of town. So we're not doing Twitch. We're going to experiment with not doing Twitch for a while. Next week, yeah. we will be out of town on Tuesday. We'll do one before that we'll because do before we're not on Twitch. Let's do it. I love you guys. We'll see you next week. All right. Thanks for Peace tuning in, out. everybody. We will see you next week. Uh, yeah. What, what Cheney said. Uh, <laughs> love y'all. All right. Peace.